0: Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, and whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. Today I thought I'd do something uh, a little more fun. I wanted to review uh, the recent Avengers movie, Avengers Infinity War. I saw it last week, finally. Uh, And I also wanted to look at some of the religious uh, aspects and religious themes from this movie uh, that I thought were interesting. Uh, First of all, I just want to state there will be spoilers in this. I'm going to talk about the movie in detail at times. So if you haven't seen the movie, you probably want to wait until after you've seen it. Or if you don't care about spoilers, go ahead. Um, So first of all, a little bit of background about myself and these movies. I was a big Marvel Comics collector Of their comics back in the 80s. And so I know a lot of these characters very well. I was very excited when they started making them into movies with the Spider-Man movies, the X-Men movies, uh, all those different movies. And so I'm really getting into these Marvel movies, I admit. In fact, my brother and I both collected Marvel and we both hated DC comics. And uh, so, you know, it doesn't bother me at all that these DC movies are terrible lately, like Justice League and Batman vs Superman. And so I'm I I have to admit, though, I have gotten a little bit of fatigue from these Marvel movies. And so I was a little bit trepidatious about this one coming out because I just felt like the last ones like Black Panther was good, but I just didn't feel like it was uh, really memorable. For me, my favorite Marvel movie of all of them is the uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. I thought that was the best movie because it really encapsulated one of my favorite characters, Captain America. I collected Captain America when I was a kid. I love the character. I'm so glad that they've actually done a good job with him. I just assumed that Hollywood totally messed up Captain America, but they haven't, and I'm, I'm super excited about that. So Winter Soldier is definitely my favorite movie. I also like the first Captain America movie. I also like the funny ones, uh, Marvel movies like uh, Thor Ragnarok. I love Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I also liked um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I thought 2 wasn't that great. Uh, I also liked Ant-Man, believe it or not. I was a little surprised by that. But the most important thing I look for in a movie is to be entertained. I am not a big guy on it has to have a certain message. In fact, this is why I think 99% of all Christian, quote-unquote, Christian movies are crap. Because they just care only about the message and they 're not entertaining they 're not a good they 're not good uh, not a good movie so other than the passion of the Christ, I think most Christian movies are are pretty bad uh, and so especially for a popcorn movie like Avengers, what I care most about is is it a movie that is entertaining do i do i am I glad I spent this money to sit in a theater i don 't actually go to very many movies, most movies I watch at home. So if I paid money to sit in a theater, I just want to be entertained. That's my number one qualification. And so let's go into specifically this movie. First of all, what I liked, what I didn't like, and then, like I said, talk about some of the religious uh, aspects, religious themes from the movie. First of all, what did I like? I liked the fact that they actually did a good job. They had a million and one characters, and they did a good job of keeping them all in character, so to speak. Like whenever the Guardians of the Galaxy were together, they were funny. Which is what they're supposed to be. And when Captain America was in the movie, he was acting like Captain America. Sometimes when you put all these characters together, you have a hard time keeping them in character because you're trying to force a story. So I like the way they did that, and I'm glad that they did that. That's a real challenge. You see other movies, like I remember Spider-Man 3, the original Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man 3... That was a real uh, problem. They stuffed too much into it. And they only had maybe six or seven characters. This has like 20-some characters, and I think they did a good job of putting them all in there without it feeling completely forced. I also like the fact that they, um, that Thanos, the, the villain, was not uh, one-dimensional. They've not done, Marvel hasn't done a great job with some of their villains since Loki, and I was happy that Thanos didn't just come across, like, I can't even remember what the name of the villain in Justice League was. He was so bad. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Because who cares? He it was completely one-dimensional. He just wanted to destroy the universe or rule the universe or something. Who even cares? Whereas Thanos, you actually got that the fact that this character was an actual character. He had feelings. He had emotions. And he had reasons for what he was doing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I did like Thanos as a villain. Also, frankly, any, America, any movie with Captain America in it, I'm going to like. I love the, certain scenes with Captain America. I love this, the battle scene in Wakanda when they're running to do battle, and then they bring down the shield and they start running, and all of a sudden Cap and Black Panther take off, and they're going faster than everybody else. Because first of all, it showed that they're you know, superhuman in their strength and their abilities, so they could do that. But also showed their bravery and their courage that they're not ones to stand in the back during a fight. They literally jump into it first. And I love that. Also, the gr- a great scene was when, Th- when uh, Thanos had his glove on Cap and Cap was resisting it. I love the look on Thanos' face because he was just like, what the heck? This is just some regular human being. How can he stop me? I'm one of the most powerful, I'm probably the most powerful uh, person in the universe. But yet he was able to resist him because. Captain America's superpower is his willpower. And, you know, he just has this great willpower to resist. I, so I love that scene as well. I also love Scarlet Witch in this movie. Uh, I Honestly, I can't stand most female characters in these different action movies. Because basically they have a male character and they make it into a female. For example, Black Widow. That's just a male character they've turned into a female, basically. Uh, the The main guard, I can't remember her name for Black Panther. Another male character they just make a female scarlet witch is actually a woman she's actually a female she has these superpowers yes but you really see her love and devotion to vision and just her feelings and so i think um and i think the actress who plays scarlet witch does a great job with that and so i really like scarlet witch a lot too in the movie uh what did so that's the things i did like what didn't i like i didn't really like Um, that some of the humor was forced at times. I like the humor of Marvel. I think they do a good job, but I thought at times it was just a little bit too forced in the situation. I also thought, uh, Oh, one technical thing I didn't like, I thought some of the scenes were too dark and even my, I'm not just because I'm an old fart, but even my daughter who's 17, she said the same thing. Some of the scenes you couldn't even see who was fighting who or, or what was going on. It was just so dark in some of the scenes. So I thought that was a problem. Uh, another thing I didn't like, the Children of Thanos were completely forgettable. Uh, I can't even remember any of their names. Uh, the one guy who like put his hand to his mouth and talked a lot, you kind of remembered him, but I just didn't. You know, I thought that was kind of a unnecessary addition that didn't really add to the movie. Uh, another thing I didn't like is Nine of Captain America. In my mind, every scene should have him in it, but okay, I know they wouldn't do that, but I do wish they have a little bit more of him and a little bit less of Tony Stark, Iron Man. I'm not a big uh, fan of Iron Man, to be honest. I know he's the popular one. I know I'm in the minority on that, so I understand why they do that. But the biggest thing I didn't like about the movie is once you knew what the reality stone and the time stone did, you knew nothing was permanent. As soon as Thanos could go back in time or he could warp reality, you knew no death was necessarily permanent. And so it just didn't have as much feeling. So at the end of the movie when everybody disappears, my first thought was, Well, they're all going to come back. Well, first of all, we know some are going to come back because they have movies coming up. We know they're all going to come back because it's possible. They've already established in the universe that they can easily have these people come back. And I think that takes away from some of the deaths. Now, Loki probably is dead. Gamora, I don't think she's dying. They're not going to get rid of a major character like that, even though she died in a different way. But definitely all the people who disappeared. Vision, maybe he'll come back. Uh, But the point is, you know, none of them are necessarily permanent. So it kind of... Lessens the the emotion of their deaths. In my opinion, time travel is basically lazy story writing. You saw that in that one uh, Harry Potter movie, uh, Azkaban, I think the third one, the book, where basically you know Hermione could travel back in time and that fixes everything. I'm so glad that you know uh, they made it so she couldn't do that anymore, because. When you introduce time traveling, you're basically giving story writers a lazy way out. And that's what's happening here. They're basically going to be able to just reboot everything and go back the way it was somehow. Who knows how, and that's going to be interesting. But that's probably the number one thing I didn't like about the movie. Now, let me just talk now about some of the religious aspects and themes of the movie that I noticed. Uh, One, The first one was very very short and very small. You might not have noticed it. When Star-Lord and the Guardians first meet... Uh, Spider-Man and Iron Man and Dr. Strange, they fight because they don't know each other. They think they're both on, each one thinks the other's on Thanos' side. And, you know, they don't explain how language works in these movies, like how they all speak the exact same language and don't realize they're all speaking the same language. But that aside, it wasn't until Star-Lord said Jesus that then Tony Stark was like, wait, you're from Earth. And now I don't really know if they meant that as kind of a dig like Jesus is only for Earth, not for the whole universe, or if it was more just a aspect of Jesus is a very the name itself has power. And so therefore, Tony Stark immediately knew when he said Jesus, this is somebody from Earth, somebody who knew who Jesus was in with that name, specific name of Jesus. So I thought that was interesting, not a major religious theme, but I, I thought that was interesting. They used the word Jesus is the one that made it that you knew he was from Earth. Another aspect I thought was the whole, the whole plan of Thanos, the whole plan of him of population control, basically eliminate half the world in order to bring salvation to the world. Because this is something that's been true ever for about the late 18th century, that you, had, you have people advocating basically to eliminate people or eliminate the production of people, the reproduction of people, I should say, in order to save other people and that it's become almost a religion. You see that in the uh, early 20th century with the rise of eugenics. You see you know planned parenthood, Nazi Germany that the idea is we just have too many people. Now, of course, those who have said we have too many people, we can't handle all these people have been wrong every single time because they think in a linear fashion instead of an exponential fashion. They basically see that the production that we have now of food and resources will only advance in a linear fashion. So if people advance on exponential fashion, then we're gonna be doomed. But the fact is we can see that resources are actually produced on an exponential fashion because of the fact of new technology, new ways of producing things, we actually can stand up and, and we actually can produce for a much greater population. But this also comes back to the fundamental truth of Christianity that every person is made in the image of God. Every person has dignity. And so you can't kill one person in order to save others. And that was actually a theme throughout the movie, this whole idea of, you know, Vision wanting to sacrifice himself, Cap saying no, and Vision arguing with him. This whole idea of sacrificing one person in order to save others. You can't do evil that good might come about it. But what people don't realize today is that's a very Judeo-Christian idea. If you look at the Roman Empire, the pagan Roman Empire, before Christianity took over, that wasn't the idea. There was no problem with killing people. Life did not have the value that we give it. So even in our post-Christian world, we give value to individuals. Now, I know a lot of times with abortion and, and euthanasia and things like that, that's not always the case today. But fundamentally people still do understand that every person has value. And so that I even saw an article that basically was saying Thanos is crazy for wanting to kill half the population, but he has a good point that we need to basically do something about these resources. Again, the mistake being that they think we can't exponentially grow our resources, which we've always shown that we can through technology and things like that. Plus when you eliminate people, you actually eliminate the people who can solve these problems. And so I thought that was an interesting point. Also, the the final scene, especially the, the post credit scenes where people are disappearing, and you see the plane crash, uh, I think it was the helicopter crashing, the, the car crashing, because people disappeared, I thought that had connotations of left behind in the rapture. This idea that people will all of a sudden be raptured. Now those people, of course, in the movie Infinity War are just disappearing. They cease to exist. But I still thought it brings back that kind of very American religious idea that the the rapture of course the the rapture is nonsense it's a very Americanized uh belief that originated in the 19th century it's not Christian at all but it's been popularized among Christians that one day Jesus is just going to take away all the saved and you kind of saw what it would look like I I actually the first thing I thought when I saw that post-credit scenes was I thought of the left behind movies And then another religious theme that I thought was very powerful, and it kind of goes back to the idea of uh, Thanos wanting to eliminate everybody, is this idea of self-sacrifice. That Vision wanted to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Cap is always willing to sacrifice himself. This is a very Christian idea, the idea of self-sacrifice. The reason it's so powerful, the idea of one man laying down his life for many, is because of the fact that our society still has this Christian underlying tone to it i truly believe we're post-christian now but we still have these christian images that we don't even realize we have in our subconscious and so whenever we see it's a very powerful scene in a movie when somebody self-sacrifices himself for the good of many it makes it a very powerful scene for people to see who have been brought up in this culture and so I think that's one of the reasons why this movie is very powerful is because of this whole idea of self-sacrifice. Everybody's willing to sacrifice themselves for the good of humanity, everybody on the good side, that is, whereas Thanos is wanting to kill people for the good. And so you see that difference between the two, people self-sacrificing or people killing others in order to save the world or the universe, so be it. So I thought those were some of the religious themes. I think there might have been others as well, but those are some of the ones I saw in the first showing of it, at least. Um, so what did I think of the movie overall? I thought it was a very good movie. I'd probably give it, I don't know, a four and a half out of five stars. I don't really do movie reviews, but I'll, I'll make this up. Four and a half out of five. I would think it's probably my top five Marvel movies. It does not beat Winter Soldier. That's by far my favorite. But I would—I might be second, third, fourth, something like that of my favorite Marvel movies. Uh, it's very entertaining. Um, like I said, the big downside, the reason I don't give it a five is because of the fact that I know the whole storyline can be wiped out because of the whole reality stone, time stone, and that whole thing. So anyway, I would recommend it to people. Um, I do think it's a good movie. I I look forward to seeing it when it comes out on DVD. And I did like some of the religious themes in it that people might not even realize. Um, But anyway, so I just recommend it to other people to watch. Uh, Okay, well, that's it for now. I'm going to just wrap it up here and encourage you to watch the movie yourself. See if you find any religious themes in it as well. Until next time, keep swimming against the stream.